Pat Boldy does it again. Another hat trick for the Minnesota Wild as they beat the Kraken 5-1. to one. We've got all the action covered on tonight's Locked On Wild Postcast. You are Locked On Wild Postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild pick up a 5-1 to win over the Seattle Kraken. We're breaking down all the action on tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Seth Topol joined, as always, by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, it was a little bit of a dicey start. Seattle had some nice bursts at the beginning of the game, but as the Wild so often do, they found themselves with a one nothing lead despite all that, courtesy of Jake Middleton. Yeah, Seth, you never apologize for good goaltending. It's the most important position in the game of hockey. The Wild have two good goalies, and tonight Marc-Andre Fleury reminded us why he is the soon-to-be Hall of Famer that we know he will be. And 12 of the first 15 shots were from the Seattle Kraken, many quality chances early. He was razor sharp, bought the team some time. Then the Wild started to get opportunistic. They started to kind of batten down the hatches defensively. That's when they're at their very best. And Jake Middleton made a great play, found a seam, got that puck in the net. And I thought once Minnesota scored the goal, uh, they started to get a little jump and a little mojo. They came out just a little, I thought, just a little apprehensive, especially on the attacking side of things. They kind of let Seattle speed dictate the pace of that early part of the game. Then they found their footing and they actually played some really good hockey. They were physical when they needed to be. Game had a little edge to it, which, you know, with Dave Haxtall and Dean Evison behind the bench, there's some intensity on both sides. That's going to happen. Matt Boldy then scored three straight, two in the second, and then a minute into the third, he gets the hat trick, and it's 11 goals in nine games now for uh, for Boldy. He's got 12 goals in the month of March. It's a heater that I, I, I've i never seen, uh, and just he continues to play just amazing hockey, and he has that confidence now, too, that anytime he's shooting the puck, it's probably going in. Well, we all kind of caught our breath early uh, March when that injury happened to Kirill Kaprizov up in Winnipeg. You know, it looked like it could be pretty serious, which it clearly was. Didn't know if he'd be back. Looks like he will be, which is great. And you just didn't know how the team was going to respond. At that point, they weren't nearly in the comfortable spot they are in right now. And, you know, Dean Everson said everybody's going to step up and, and we've got to make up for that huge loss because Kirill Kaprizov, when he went down, was involved in 40% plus of the Wilds offensive production in terms of points. And so, you know, Johansson comes in at the trade deadline. They start to develop some chemistry. And, you know, Matt Boldy had just gone through a stretch before Kirill got hurt where he, where he was pretty quiet on the, on the score sheet. This has been a godsend, you know, for, for the team, but more importantly for Matt Boldy, you know, there are sometimes silver linings when star players get hurt. And we're going to look back when this team is in the playoffs and hopefully having success and say that this was a big step for Matt Boldy's process. Could he be the man, right? Like, here's your chance. You know, you've kind of been in the shadows of Kirill Kaprizov. Can you be the focal point of the offense and have success? And you talk about hitting it out of the park. This guy's done just that. Ryan Hartman also scored for the Wild tonight. And I think overshadowed by the chemistry that Kirill and Zuccarello have together, um, Hartman and Zuccarello have some pretty good chemistry themselves and a gorgeous feed from Zuccarello on the goal and, Hartman's knocking on the door. He's got 14 goals right now, and he is looking like a guy that uh, can help this team out down the stretch and into the playoffs. 
yeah, he's joked with us, you know, in between practices and stuff about how he gets to touch the puck now that Kirill's out. He's <laughs> kidding, of course, because he is the third wing. You know, he's the third man, the third wing. But uh, truthfully, you know, the first half of the year he wasn't healthy, and now he's finally starting to feel good. And when you play with Matt Zuccarello, you're going to get scoring chances because Zuccarello is an unbelievably gifted playmaker. And, and you're right. The chemistry is legitimate. Hartman's a smart hockey player. He knows where to go without the puck. He's very deft and skilled at finding the soft spot in the coverage. And, and Zuccarello will get you the puck. That's one thing you always know when you play with number 36. And now Hartman started to get that touch back. We saw him score 34 goals last year. He's not going to get to that number this year. But he's having the type of second half that tells me, more importantly, he's going to be a big factor in the playoffs because now let's page forward to when this team is fully healthy and you've got that guy out there, that number 97, uh, that line becomes a real problem. And now that Boldy and Johansson, along with Jewel Erickson Eck, are becoming such a dynamic line, we're back to where we were last year, Seth. And when Kevin Fiala was here, and it took him a while to figure out how to fill that void, but it sure feels like right now, if and when, and it's probably going to be in the next couple of weeks, they get fully healthy. They've got that one-two punch again up front. Crisp night for special teams as the Wild did get a power play goal. Penalty kill also did their thing. And it's a formula that we've seen kind of have the ups and downs this season. But it looks like now both units are trending in a positive direction. I thought the puck movement on the power play especially was fantastic. Yeah, I love the the way they move the puck. And, you know, I think when they're at their very best, they're making those those passes that really stretch out the penalty kill. And I'm talking, you've got to use those two guys at the top of the circle. Zuccarello always going to be one of those guys to get the, the kill kind of in chase mode. They were able to do that. On the, flip, on the flip side, when this penalty kill has Brodine and Dumba together, Middleton and Spurgeon together, look out. Those four guys are so, so good in that penalty kill situation. They haven't had them together now uh, with, you know, Brodine missing so much time here in the second half of the season, but they do now. They're healthy. They're playing great. I think Matt Dumba is quietly putting together a fantastic second half of the season. He'll be the first to admit the first half wasn't his very best. Contract year, not knowing if he's going to be here, trade deadline stuff. He can now relax and just play hockey, and he's doing a hell of a good job. Um, also just wanted to, uh, to mention, because I – I just noticed it. It seemed like more tonight. It's always something that happens, but just defensively, it felt like the Wild were just suffocating in this one against Seattle. They did get chances, but it seemed like after that first period, they really made it difficult for the Kraken to get anything going. Yeah, I think Dean Evison has talked about this, and I'm sure the players are sick of hearing about it, but as much star power and skill as Minnesota has, and they've got, we've just talked about some of their high-end talent, that they've got really good hockey players. This is always going to be a team that if they're going to be at their very best, if they're going to have success in the playoffs, it's going to start in the back end. It's going to start with the way they play in their zone. They are a frustrating physical team to play against. And you talked about a suffocating D. I'm talking hard on the, <clears throat> hard on the wall, the middle of the rink. There are bodies everywhere. There are not lanes to the net. It takes you so much work just to get a shot through that once you get that shot through, you're exhausted, and the Wild are able to get the puck efficiently out of the zone. This is the recipe for success. They tried to outscore teams last year, and I think by the time they got to the playoffs, that's not as easy to do. The rink shrinks. The game is called a different way, and they learned that lesson against St. Louis. Now they figured it out, and this run they're on right now, it's an amazing run uh, that they're on, has been predicated for the most part by defense. We were laughing watching the game tonight because – 
Seth, this is one of the few times you could actually relax in the third period watching one of these wins. They've won all these games at a remarkable rate. But even the Chicago game over the weekend, you were holding your breath into the closing minutes. Hartman scored that goal with under a minute and a half to play. So for once tonight, they were able to kind of take a deep breath and just kind of ride out a big lead. But that has not been the norm. Yeah, it's it's been more of a uh, a tight, tense game recently than uh, like tonight as the Wild pick up a 5-1 to one win. It sets up a showdown on Wednesday that we'll talk about here in just a bit. We'll also uh, discuss Ryan Reeves and uh, some other injury news and notes to get to as well as we continue tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast after a word from our sponsor, which tonight is Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you have got to give Built Bar a try. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They also come in some unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I don't know how Bilt Bar continues to get it done, but these are their healthiest Bilt Bars yet. These bars contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Best of all is you no longer need to wait for a delivery to hit your door. You can swing by your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box of Bilt Bars and start eating them immediately. If you don't have one handy, just head to built.com. But whichever way you choose, make sure that you choose Built Bar today. Continuing tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast, Minnesota Wild beat the Seattle Kraken 5-1. to one. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, Ryan Reeves looked like, uh, not sure if he got dinged up at the end of the game. He did leave and come back, but then left again. And so obviously his status will be one to monitor heading into Wednesday's game. But this is a situation, again, where the depth comes into play is that if you need somebody, you've got Sam Steele waiting in the wings to slide in uh, on that fourth line. Yeah, if there's any question, Mark, with Reeves, you're playing a speedy team in Colorado where, you know, you'd like to have your enforcer out there. They've got some tough cookies, like with McDermott and some of those players in Colorado. But you're right, Sam Steele, uh, when he's been in the lineup here, especially in the last couple of weeks, he's been terrific. I go back uh, – well, back – that trade deadline game in, in Calgary in early March, he hadn't played in three or four weeks and he hopped out and had one of his best games of the season. So he's kept himself in great shape. He's worked hard behind the scenes <clears throat> as his head coach talks about. He's been a great teammate, hasn't complained and, and kept an attitude that's been positive. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think that could be a possibility. We'll get an update on Ryan Reeves likely tomorrow uh, before the wild fly to Denver. And, you know, you look at the schedule right now, and it's certainly motivating to be in the position the Wilder at the top of the division, but you've got a game with Colorado on Wednesday. Then you go to Vegas to play the Golden Knights on Saturday. Then you come home Monday to face that same Vegas team. So you're playing two of the very best teams in the league. But, you know, the flip side is the Wild have played their best hockey against good teams. And so these should be fun, fun games for the fans. No matter what, you know your team's a playoff team now. The Wild have put themselves in such a great spot. I still feel like um, there's a pretty good chance they end up playing Dallas. But, hey, you win the division. You get a matchup with a team like Winnipeg. That's a whole different avenue. It would be worth it to put all your chips on the front of the table now and say let's try to win the, 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 the entire package because Dallas or Colorado is a different series than Winnipeg. They're all tough. But I think Winnipeg would be a far easier series for the Wild to survive. I use the term measuring stick games this week and because the Wild have, have been playing great here recently, but what better way to really assert yourself into the conversation 
than to go to Colorado, go to Vegas, and then you host Vegas on Monday, like you said, and be able to say, hey, we don't care where we play. We don't care who we play. We're going to be in the conversation at the end of it, and we've got a good chance of winning these games too. Yeah, and you can use them as a measuring stick because you know that if you're the Minnesota Wild right now, wherever you finish, the road to the Stanley Cup will likely take you through Denver and maybe Las Vegas, who's the top team in the Pacific at some point. So let's see where you're at. You're playing great hockey, and no, you don't have Kirill Kaprizov right now, but if you can win these games without number 97, what type of confidence would you have for what lies ahead if and when you play these teams once the postseason gets going? It's a great opportunity, and I just love the way this team right now is finding ways to win hockey games. This has now been an elongated stretch, five or six weeks of great hockey, and they are healthy right now, as healthy as they can be without – Kaprizov, you mentioned it, the depth that they've got. And you've got good players sitting out every single night. You know, Kalen Addison's been in and out of the lineup. Uh, you've got Sam Steele waiting in the wings. You've got Gustav Nyquist, who seems to be getting closer and closer. We've still yet to see Nyquist in a wild sweater. His return looks like it, it could happen here in the next week or so. So if you're Dean Everson, it's a, it's a great problem to have. But if you're the Minnesota Wild, use that depth right now because these are huge games. These next three are really going to go a long way to dictating who wins this division, and you'd still rather play them. Rather than scoreboard watch, like we are tonight, hoping for some Anaheim team to beat Colorado, which seems <laughs> unlikely, but we're sitting there at, at the mercy of the scoreboard. Wednesday, you have that control. You go to Denver, you take care of your own business. Kevin, final one for you. Uh, we saw two fights, well, three technically, but two from the fourth line, Mason Shaw and Connor Dewar and you know, you, you want to talk about the other things that you like to see from the team uh, is just those guys bringing that physicality. And you maybe don't ever want to see fights uh, unless absolutely necessary. But, you know, those guys on that fourth line, they continue to bring that grit, that physicality. And uh, that's the kind of stuff that, especially at this point in the season, you definitely need. How good has that fourth line been, Seth? I mean, you, you bring up those names, and you already mentioned Ryan Reeves. And he's been playing great hockey. <clears throat> Excuse me. But you've got these two little guys, these little pit bull type of guys that frustrate teams, penalty kill guys, go out there and run guys, like big players like Carson Soucy. We know how big and strong he is from his time with the Bulldogs at UMD and with the Minnesota Wild. And there's Mason Shaw knocking him on his back end. And Connor Dewar, and these guys are hard to play against. And don't think – that Mason Shaw, Connor Dewar, and Ryan Reeves aren't looking at Gustav Nyquist, Sam Steele, and Kirill Kaprizov and looking forward to maybe what lies ahead when this team is completely healthy and saying, well, wait a minute, you know, where are they going to fit in? I'm not giving up my spot. Dean Evison's talked about the competition that breeds excellence when players don't feel completely comfortable because they know that if they don't play at their very, very best, they might not be on the ice the next time. Ice time is everything to these guys. They just want to be a part of it. And I don't know how you take any of those players I just mentioned out of the lineup, frankly. So as great as Gustav Nyquist may or may not be, we don't know who he is yet. Now, he'll get a look at the tail end of the season here. But I, I, specifically those players you just mentioned, Mason Shaw and Connor Dewar with the value they bring on the penalty kill, energy they bring every single night. And I know <laughs> from talking to the coaching staff how much they love these two guys. There are going to be some very difficult decisions to make. But I sure, from a Wilds fan, I sure like that perspective better than saying, well, we don't have enough. We got plenty. 
And, you know, it's crazy to think about, but, you know, the wild right now, as great as that season was last year, franchise record for points, magical season, the comebacks, the full goalies, this team is far better built to make a playoff run. Whether it happens or not is up to the team. But if you look at the way this team is constructed, Seth, the physical play, the way the rink shrinks come playoff time, two goalies that are playing at the top of their game that play a completely different style, this team is built to make a run. So it's going to be uh, really exciting for us to take it all in. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I can't wait for these final eight games of the season. Just going to be an absolute race to the finish, and we'll have you covered every step of the way. Uh, that's going to do it for tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Kevin, as always, thanks for the time. We will uh, chat with you after the game on Wednesday against the Avs, and uh, we'll see what happens. Should be an absolute barn burner between those two, and uh, we'll have plenty of lead-up for that game here throughout the rest of the week. So make sure that you follow along with Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts, YouTube, and check us out on social media as well. It all leads to the best coverage you'll find. Uh, Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.